0: time for Cigar Talk, the fastest-growing cigar show in the nation. Whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado, we have something for everyone. Bringing you the best interviews, cigar reviews, and weekly giveaways. So grab yourself a cigar. It's time to light them up. And we are back. Welcome back, to Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We got Hatch filling in for Big B. He's down with COVID. So, uh, thanks for filling in.
1: Anytime.
0: And uh, you want to tell everybody what you're smoking right quick?
1: I have got the Crux Epicure Robusto. It is very tasty.
0: Isn't it nice? Like, like it. I've had one of those way back, and I was like, eh. But then this go around, you know, I had like a five-pack of them. And the first one, I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah, I really like those. And so, anyway, I've been enjoying it. And I'm actually uh, smoking... Uh, the curat, what is that? Cuatro cinco with a C. Is that? It should be a Q, shouldn't it? It's cuatro cinco. I thought it was a Q with cuatro. Looks like
1: a Q. But... No, a Q. That's, oh that's no, a that's C. definitely a C. Yeah,
0: I thought it was a, a Q on cuatro cinco. No, you ever take Spanish? I
1: took Spanish a hundred years ago.
0: All right. Well, you know we're over there. Anyway, my wife took Spanish. She substituted that for a math class, I believe. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, I uh, I haven't had this in a long time, and I saw it today, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to try it out. I do like that the Cinco, the last C is an upside-down 5.
1: Oh, that's cute.
0: That is cute. Now, if they yeah. used the Q right there on the very beginning of Quattro, then I would be like, all right, now you're getting it. Anyway, I'm going to light this up. Tell everybody what you're drinking.
1: Oh man, I have got the Knob Creek Small Batch 12 year. And I don't think I've ever had this before. It's got some heat to it, um, but it's got a lot of flavor as well. So if you have not tried that, definitely uh, try it sometime.
0: Now you said it was it was a little hot. A little bit. You put water in it? You put a little? I
1: put a tiny drop just to see if it opened it up. And
0: did something.
1: it? Actually, I have not tried it since I did Oh, that. well. I know.
0: Get on it, girl. So I'm having the uh, last of the Old Forester 1920 which is besides the single barrel is my favorite Old Forester. Agreed. So what do you think? Did it open it up?
1: Yes. I, I would I just put a teeny tiny drop of water and that was it.
0: Did it take the heat off at all?
1: Yes. Really? Yeah.
0: See, I'd never put water in mine. I don't either. And so maybe that's a new thing. <laughs> Don't be dumb
1: Try something new Rob
0: Right And I don't do that a lot Except for cigars Uh Anyway guys We have a show lined up for you Good thing Because we're doing it Uh, We're going to do My three cigars of the week We're going to talk about The bourbon choice of the week And the best pairing That we've had And then we have some announcements And then we're going to talk about uh, Dwight Yoakam John Conley There's a pair you don't see, like, together. And then we're going to do the McAuliffe Minute. And then Hatch has brought her top five must-see movies at least once. Right?
1: There are going to be five movies I think everybody should at least see once in their life.
0: Right. I'm interested to see what those five would be that you think everyone should see. Okay. All right, guys. So, uh, the bourbon of the week for me has been the one I'm drinking. And as you can see, the old Forrester 1920 is uh, about empty. But it was, you know what? It, it, was, a, it was a tough choice for me, though, because, we, you know, we had the, uh, what was that bourbon we had last week? The Larceny? Oh, that Larceny barrel proof was really good. That is. But... Like, we finished that off on Sunday last week, so I didn't get much of it. This was opened up on Monday. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm going with this one. How about you? What's your bourbon of the week? I know you've had a few.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with the Larceny just because, again, that was the first time I'd had that one, that particular one.
0: And it was a nice surprise. Yeah. Like... When you had it the first time, it was a little hot, mm-hmm. but it dissipated very quickly. Very quickly, yes. And the amount of flavor, like, I think it has way more flavor than that uh, 12-year-old from Knob Creek. I don't know. Really? I'm not drinking the Knob Creek, so maybe after this <laughs> no. one, I'll have that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It well. had a lot
1: of flavor, though. I, I liked it. for it Being the first time I've had it, it was really good.
0: And, I mean, it was like 65 bucks. Yeah, for a barrel proof of that quality that's not bad
1: no and i think ed had said he would originally found it for like a hundred somewhere or something so it was a great price Happened to stumble on that
0: yeah hundred percent and so my favorite pairing of the week was actually this uh 1920 and uh some guys are gonna be like oh i should have known but it was actually with the medallia you know, the Medallia pairs with a lot of cigar. I mean, it's a lot of bourbons because it has a very complex flavor. Yeah. It doesn't change a whole lot, but you get a lot of different notes all together. Yeah, I agree. And you see, while we were, we were at the Leaf this morning and old man Bill's like, "What do I want to smoke? And I was like, just go get a medallion. And he's like, oh, I don't want one of those. And I was like, and he, first of all, he's going to be grumpy as shit no matter what. But that's just Bill. Like, you could be, like, I'm going to give you a solid 24 karat gold cigar, and he'd be like, I don't want that.
1: And it's the morning, too. You know, that doesn't work for him either.
0: Right. So, anyway, I said, you know what? We were walking out of the humidor, and he says, he's feeling it like this. He's like, I think it's going to have a tight draw. And I said, it's not going to have a tight draw. Those never have a tight draw. And he's like, I don't know. And I said, if it has a tight draw, I'll pay for it, Bill. And he's like, all right. And, of course, he cuts it. And I said, well, how's the draw? And he tries it. And he's like, "Ah, you know, I guess it's okay. I snatched it out of his hand. And you know how to test draw someone else's cigar? Put your mouth on the unlit end of course but the other end and you can that's the draw you know and i was like oh that's perfect oh it is i was like yeah it is uh, but that's the that's the group we hang out with uh once a week the faculty
1: tell them bill's new nickname
0: oh <sighs> we got baby billy you know from bible bonkers i don't know if any of you guys watch the gemstones But I do on occasion. And Bible Billy is our friend Bill. and (laughs) Baby Billy. Baby Billy. Billy. And Bill used to be a pastor, so it really kind of fits.
1: If you're not watching that show, you need to watch it.
0: I think they should do a spinoff. I was thinking about that earlier today. They should do a spinoff with just Baby Billy, but make it animated.
1: There you go. That'd be good.
0: Baby Billy's something you know bonkers (laughs) baby billy is bonkers (laughs) that's a good one (sighs) so anyway uh and then uh, ed was at the leaf Mm -hmm. and so we were short larry for you guys at home that know big larry and then bryant's down with covid and we nobody wants to be around that you know what i mean so Anyway, we, we were a little shorthanded today, but we still had a good turnout and uh, good cigars, good conversations. Uh, you were actually talking about, like, you sent me a video, you know, that weird. Mm-hmm. And so where did you come across that? And let's tell everybody what it is. Oh,
1: man. So I subscribe to this email. Uh, it's like a daily newsletter. And it is called, what is this? Eon Plus Psych Daily and Psyche Daily. and. Very short, but they put up very thought-provoking um, articles, videos. and this one is an animated video It's 16 minutes long, but it's with stick figures. and it's kind of asking some very existential questions. So I had Rob watch it and he enjoyed it and then watched some other videos of the creators so
0: I, I missed out on this very first part where the thing is ringing. Oh. I never knew that it was like that. Oh. So I thought it looked like a stick man with a wiener. <laughs> I mean, you got to be honest, it did.
1: Uh, tell them the name of the video. I think it's called, is it World of Tomorrow? Uh,
0: It is called World of Tomorrow, and it's at psych.co. Yeah. Right?
1: Psych.co.
0: Yeah, that's the... I don't know top read that
1: Good lord it's not just psych.co don't type that in
0: okay (laughs) i don't know what that will go to (laughs) people are like i didn't want to see that i've been scarred no but anyway i I found it very interesting and then i went down a rabbit hole Mm -hmm. with the rest of them and it was like A good 30 minutes. You kept looking over there waiting for me to respond. I'm like, hey, I'm watching this. And, you know, I don't normally put on my headphones when I'm at the Leaf, but when I was watching that video I did, and I was like, you know what? This is kind of nice because it filtered out that dude sitting next to me that I didn't want to be sitting next to.
1: It was one of those today. Yeah,
0: we had like, you know what? I, I. you know what, I welcome people, I say hello, I'm friendly, but when there's like four or five people in the middle of like deep conversation, you don't just drag a chair up and be like, hey, I'm joining in, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm Rob Jones, what's your name, and they introduce themselves, and I'm like, oh, okay, the, you live here, <laughs> never seen you before. And then he shares with me a lot of information that I really didn't want to know. He's probably listening to this. I did tell him about the show. (laughs) So there you go, Ryan. (laughs) If that mm, is your name.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) So anyway, uh, the cigars of the week. Uh, I've got a list this week. And right out the gate is the Aladino Corojo Reserva. Have you ever had that? I have not. Oh, that is a great smoke. Uh, if I can't believe you've never had it, to be honest with you. Because no. it's like that good. I got a picture of it somewhere. I'm surprised you didn't smoke it because it was in the humidor. And it looked different, you know. It had the uh, yellow bands.
1: Where in the humidor?
0: In this humidor.
1: Oh, yours. <laughs> oh, no.
0: You're like, nope, didn't see it. So that's what—that's the Aladino right there. And Jay Hazel's at the Leaf. Oh,
1: nice. I've never seen uh, those.
0: I don't know that he has the Corojo Reserva, but he does have the Corojo. And Aladino makes a great cigar. I've always been a fan of what they do. And so that's cigar number one of the week. And then number two, get my notes back out, is the Crux Epicure. Yes. I was surprised by it. I really... Like and just straight up, those were a gift from Crux. Oh, okay. So, I I've smoked Crux before. I always like the Bear and uh, what was it? You know what I'm talking about? They have a they have another line, the Bear and shit. I know Zake is in the background going whatever it is. He's yelling at me, but Crux. Bear and let's see. Here goes. Okay, it's the bull and bear. Bull and bear. I always like that one, and so there's a couple of other ones that I like. But the Epicure, I think I've only smoked it once, and it was like at that time I was just kind of like, eh, you know, it's it's good. I'm not knocking it, but it wasn't something that I would seek out. That. Is good enough to seek out to me.
1: Yes, this is my second one this week, so.
0: And I'm having problems with my Quattro.
1: Your Quattro with a Q.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, mm, mm. There we go. Now, cigar number three is going to be. I mean, this is a solid one. Anytime, Arturo Fuente's Don Carlos. In the Robusto. You know, that's a very, I, I call it a meaty stick, you know. I haven't
1: had that one in a long time.
0: You need to revisit it. You know what I mean? I have it probably once a month just because I enjoy it. Yeah, It's not one of those cigars I want to smoke all the time, though, because it would just be too much. Yeah. You know, there's certain cigars that I can smoke one after the other, and then there's certain cigars that's like, it's either like a, a special occasion or I haven't had it in a while and I want to remind myself about that blend. Okay. You know what I mean? Do you do that with cigars? Is there certain cigars that you, like, what's a what's a prime example of a special occasion for you?
1: Uh, one that has, I guess, a significance for me would be the Arturo 858. So... That was one of the first ones I smoked with. Um, now,
0: is that the Natural or the Maduro? Maduro. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, now, that,
0: is that a Celebration cigar or is that a...
1: No, just like a good memory cigar. Okay, like, cool, yeah, yeah,
0: cool. Yeah. And like what associated, is it like a memory of someone or like...
1: Yes, yeah, so I had a really good friend years ago and I remember us having a great time um smoking those drinking some bourbon and and i always think of that you know like really good time when we were when we were doing that and so um i don't know i always just think for whatever reason that cigar is burned into my stands memory stands out
0: yeah <laughs> uh you it's know. not
1: the greatest thing you'll ever have in your life but it's a good solid cigar
0: and the 858s are i yeah. mean they're standard yeah you know what i mean i can smoke those anytime oh yeah uh it's a lot like the McAuliffe Medallia for me. Mm-hmm. And it's also a lot like one of our other sponsors, which is Tabanero Cigars. They're sun-grown Robusto. Like yeah. to me, I could smoke that all day long. Oh. Excuse me while I have a drink. Anyway, uh, that's going to wrap up this week's Cigars of the Week. Uh, the Bourbon of the Week, I already told you, is going to be for me the 1920 from Old Forrester. And I would love to know about like bourbons that you guys know of or that like maybe they're your go-to bourbons that you like that's under 50 bucks. You know what I mean? Like if it's under 50 yeah, let's bucks, not go I'm,
1: bananas with anything 200 dollars or something.
0: Like Right. I mean, if I buy a ball for two, which I haven't, like what's the top you, you've spent on a bottle of bourbon?
1: Oh 65. I mean, like that's
0: Oh, like, so that's you're that's you've already capped out. Yeah,
1: I'm like, no.
0: So, mine was a 100. Okay. And it, the funny thing is, the one I bought, I didn't... I never had it before. I'd never seen it before. And I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. But it was the Heaven's Door. Uh, yeah. And it was the Master Distillers Edition. And it had been aged... It was 10 years old, but it had been aged in the Irish whiskey, uh, red breast steel pots for 18 months.
1: Wow, so was it worth a hundred?
0: Oh, a hundred percent. In fact, I bought it when I was in Dallas and they had two bottles and they were just out on the shelf. And you know, I had never paid a hundred bucks for a bog before. So I wasn't like, you know, thinking I'm going to buy both of them. <laughs> I'm not going to drop $200 on two bottles. So anyway, uh, when I get home, I Googled the bottle, and I couldn't find it for less than, like, $400. Are you
1: serious? Serious. Good gosh.
0: <laughs> and Bryant was leaving to go to Dallas the next day, and I was like, dude, go buy this liquor store and get that other bottle. And, of course, it wasn't there. <laughs> and I've never seen it since. But I would pay I would pay a. I would easily pay a hundred bucks, and MSRP on it is actually ninety two ninety five. Okay. So a hundred bucks is you know. Yeah. You're good, but yeah, it was delicious. And you know what I did with that bottle? I took it down to the leaf, and everybody got a shot at it. Oh,
1: nice! You're so sweet. Well,
0: you know that's to me that's what you do with good bourbon. Yeah. You share. I mean, if you're if I'm home drinking alone, I can drink Old Tub.
1: You know, Ed is the best at that. Of bringing really good stuff to share.
0: Oh, 100%. That's where I learned it. Yeah. Like, I told you he brought in the Knob Creek 15-year-old. You were there for that. Yes. That wasn't near as hot as this. That 15? It was way more mellow.
1: See, I didn't, I didn't try it that day, so...
0: Oh, well, then you missed out. I know. Uh, yeah, in fact, when I saw it, I was like, I didn't even know they made a 15 and so when I saw it, I was like, hey, whose is this? And I found that it was Ed. I was like, oh, I don't even have to ask for a shot. And anyway, it was magnificent. But I, I wonder what that costs now. That's well over a hundred bucks now. And the funny thing is, like, Ed bought it a few years ago and forgot about it. And then when he stumbled upon it, he's like, oh, I'll take it to the leaf. Because that's what you do. Share with your people. Yes. You know? All right. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick little short break. And when we come back, we're going to do the McAuliffe Minute. And then uh, we're going to hear from Hatch her top five must see movies. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And we're back. Thanks, guys, for hanging out. And let's turn on the video. Boom. There we go. And so if you don't know, we are now live streaming on YouTube and the Facebook page of Cigar Talk Podcast. Now, hey, here's a couple of other announcements I wanted to give you. If you haven't joined our Discord, come on over there. The link is in the show notes. We have great community at the cigar talk and we actually call it the, uh cigar talk circus because it's crazy but come over there and we're gonna start doing where we're gonna we're gonna start our own poker league you don't play poker do you i
1: love poker do you really i love yeah hold them
0: are you serious i am how did i not know this about you
1: you did but you've had a few drinks since then
0: huh wow i did not know that
1: I'm not saying I'm great. It
0: doesn't at it. if you've played and you understand how the game is played, Absolutely. that's all you need to know. Yeah. Have you ever like where do you play?
1: Oh, I haven't played in years. Oh, 15 years, yeah. Why? I I don't know people who regularly play.
0: Uh, that's what sucks about Abilene. <laughs> Before I moved here, I played weekly with people. Yeah.
1: I I, I guess I've played in one tournament locally. So and that played was played in
0: one locally too. Yeah, that was
1: back in like four, So it's been nearly oh, no, twenty this, years.
0: This was back you remember when they were gonna open that uh poker parlor over there on Butternut? Yeah. And Abilene or Abilene as a town were assholes and we're like, Yeah, we're not gonna let you do that. Not doing it. That doesn't fall into the guidelines of, you know. The Baptist or Church of Christ.
1: But by golly, those people play bingo like nobody's business.
0: (laughs) And you know what happened is they opened it in San Angelo. Oh, did they really? Yeah. And I've been to Lubbock. Those poker rooms are all over. Like, if you want to go play Hold'em 24-7. Wow. We're missing out. That's Abilene for you. Mm -hmm. But uh, we are getting an Insomnia Cookie Factory. They make cookies, uh, at least in Lubbock, they stay open till like two or three in the morning and they make awesome cookies. Like,
1: I'm excited to try them. I've never some had kind
0: one. of mint cookie, some kind of, you know, chocolate chip. That's always a hit. But my favorite is oatmeal and raisin. Like, if you perfect it to where it's not dry and crumbly, but it's chewy, but you get all the, you know what? I'm going to issue a contest here now. Zeka and Sham, not Shamu, Sham. Y'all make oatmeal cookies and let's see who does the best. Those are like two dudes that cook all the time. Mm. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm excited they're going to come here. We're excited when anything new comes to Abilene. Pretty much. I mean, it's not on a regular basis that we get new stuff. Now, have you ever been to the Hooters here?
1: Uh, not the local one. I think the only one I've been to is in like San Antonio. And again, that was 25 years ago.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I've never been to the one here because I'm not that big of a fan of their food.
1: I honestly forget it exists. It's in the worst location.
0: Well, that's how Abilene wanted it's designed
1: it. designed for truckers pulling off the highway and go to Hooters. That's what it's designed for. But it's
0: for. horrible to give and get there if you're in a semi.
1: You have. Whoa. No. Yeah. No. You have to park at like Lowe's or something and walk.
0: <laughs> right, and it's like a hundred yards away from Lowe's, so that's not. I I don't like it anyway. Uh, we're gonna. Oh, you know what? I wanted to ask you. How was Dwight Yoakam last night, dude? Did Dwight
1: was awesome. <laughs> so if you're a Dwight Yoakam fan, this dude played every freaking hit back to back to back to back that you would expect. And
0: how long was the show?
1: Oh, he, he he played for at least, an, I'd say, a good hour and a half. He had an opening band. And they oh, were, he did? Yeah, they were from Lubbock. They were, I don't know, early 20s, mid-20s.
0: And were they any good, or did they suck?
1: They were good. They're I tell you, they were the most diverse band I think I've seen in a long time. Um, just, you would not expect to see them being, I know, I'm like, that. Nah. uh, Country, you know, music artists and stuff. So okay, but no, Dwight sounded great. He did his little shimmy that you would expect, and you would oh,
0: the know. little where he puts the guitar uh, out in front oh, of him and oh, dances gosh, yeah. with the guitar. He's yeah. playing
1: to the crowd, absolutely. And what I also appreciated about him is a lot of these older guys, and he's about to be sixty-seven. Um, a lot of these guys who are in their seventies, maybe early eighties, that come through town, they spend a lot of time talking, and they are trying to take a breather understandably, I mean, you can't fault them for that, but they want to tell a lot of stories. And Dwight spent 95% of the time...
0: Doing music, which is what we come to see.
1: (laughs) He he was an artist. You want to
0: tell stories, go do an interview somewhere.
1: Now, tell us about the concert you went to
0: recently. So I went to see John Conley. And that was nothing like what you went to. (laughs) It was, uh, yeah, not anything like what i was hoping for
1: tell us what you experienced what
0: was it i experienced a bunch of dudes from the old folks home and i'm, I'm sure you can't see this but that's that dude standing there he looks like he's about heading down to the old walmart yeah. and if you can see right there in the picture look right there he he pulls out a stool so he can sit down in between songs and tell a story
1: yeah yeah
0: and so that's the whole thing and You know what the best part of that was i had good seats and john Connolly's voice sounds exactly like it did 40 years ago it's just he did like four of his hit songs and then it turned into a revival (laughs) and i was like i didn't know that was coming but
1: did you get saved nope
0: i didn't go down come on and in between each song though i mean conversations with people in the crowd killing time so are you from around here (laughs) and i'm like uh everybody's from here (laughs) nobody's driving to abilene to see john conley
1: oh i'm sure there were plenty who did
0: do you think uh, and i'll say this though like i was one of the younger people at the concert
1: Oh, I totally believe that. And, you know, those were my tickets. I was going to go and opted not to, and I gave them to She you. was
0: going to go, and like, ah, I didn't know it was a revival. I'll give these to Rob. He needs help.
1: Exa- the plan worked almost. Yes. So close. <laughs> but we've got another concert we're about to go to.
0: And I'm very excited about this one.
1: Yes. We got several, actually. You and I are going to the same two. We got the, same too. the
0: Bacon Brothers. Got that. And the funny thing is, when... She- Hatch told me that we were doing the Bacon Brothers. I was like, I don't know who that is. And she's like, are you serious? And then she said something about Kevin Bacon. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know who Kevin Bacon is. So I just didn't know, you know, he was a musician.
1: And then right after that, who did we get to go see?
0: Uh, oh, I didn't know you were going to that one. Yeah. uh, it's, uh was uh, Stewart, Marty Stewart. Marty Stewart. And I'm a big fan of Marty Stewart. In fact, you know... I sent my younger brother, my youngest brother, Russell, a video yesterday of Marty Stewart with Merle Haggard doing the Farmer's Daughter song. Yeah. And I told him, this always makes me think of dad because our dad loved that song. He loved Merle Haggard, but he also loved Marty Stewart. Yeah. So seeing that video, I'm looking forward to it. I'm like, dude, he's got to play that song. I hope he does. Like, I don't even know where we're sitting, but wherever you're sitting, I'm sure you're, like, close. You need to carry a sign that says, Farmer's Daughter. <laughs> like, that would help me out.
1: I could just yell out, like, at the John Conner concert, oh, I guess. Oh, oh,
0: I yelled out. <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, doing a pop quiz or something, and I was like, I'll take 200 for get back to singing. <laughs> but, you know, he was, you know what, he's old, he's... I don't know what he's doing, but he was no uh, Dwight Yoakam. No. Like Dwight Yoakam is an entertainer.
1: He is an entertainer and yeah. a talented one, too.
0: And I don't think John Connolly was ever an entertainer. You know what I mean? I don't think that his show has varied that much from whenever they were young. They were a studio band.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: So they sound great, but nobody wants to hear them talk.
1: And you get a lot of talking.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, guys. All right. Let's get on to the McAuliffe Minute. And this week we are going to do, uh, you name this movie and send me the email. It'll be in the show notes. And anyone who gets the name of the movie and the leading actor, you know what? Leading two actors, because they're co-leaders, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. And here we go. Holy shit, look at that guy on the wrong side of the highway. He's going to kill somebody. Hey. Hey. Hey, what's going on? Some joker wants to race. Don't race, that's ridiculous. All right, come on, let's go, let's go what I love well we can't say who that was but you need you know who that was guys if you know send me an email and we need the name of the movie and the two actors in that scene oh we have the hatch top five movies of you must see this week or you, not this week I mean top movies of this week we, for we, whenever
1: well you originally said the topic was we're gonna pick five top movies and well, I said, when I
0: said we I meant you
1: uh-huh and uh, so these are not my top five of all time. They're not top five in any category. Nobody
0: can ever do a top five no. of all time. I know. That's, that's why all I'm bullshit. Like, I'm not doing that. No, 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 no. It's, it's just like, give me five movies that you think I need to see.
1: Okay, so these are... Thought-provoking movies, we'll put it that way. They are ones that you're not going to see them for escapism or really entertainment purposes. They're going to be very thought-provoking.
0: All right. So the interesting first... that thought-prov top five.
1: No, nope, just nope. There's five that are thought-provoking that I think people should see at okay, least once.
0: Five thought-provoking movies everyone should see. Yeah. Boom. Finally. All right. All right.
1: You're going to like the first one. You're going to totally agree with me.
0: Okay. Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah. If you could see, we have a poster on the wall over here, or whatever you call it. Now, when did you see that movie?
1: Oh, man, probably 10 years ago, I would say.
0: Okay, so you, like, waited a long time to see it.
1: Well, I mean, it's not age-appropriate for children, so I was in my 20s and finally said, you know what, I think okay, I will Okay, well, 10
0: years ago, you weren't like... <laughs> No, don't give me that. I was
1: late 20s. All
0: right. I mean, you were like, you know, barely scraping (laughs) 20. Anyway, Uh, so, okay, so you're 27 at the time. Sure,
1: whatever, sure. And And maybe 25. So still,
0: I mean, I was seeing that movie when I was like 16.
1: Okay, but you would agree. It's one everyone should see at least once.
0: Yeah, and you're, I would say that 90% of people are going to be like, I didn't like it at all. I hated
1: it, I hated it. Did you hate it? Uh, no, I found it very thought provoking. It's it's very philosophical. I mean, my it's gosh,
0: very philosophical, and it shows you like just the behavior or what behavior humans are capable mm, of. It's
1: also psychological, but
0: right. Well, that's part of what you're capable of, right? And so, I mean, it was not only like a lot of brutality. It was also psychological like abuse mm-hmm. to whoever's watching it.
1: <laughs> and it's a classic Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick a... can't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree hundred percent. I'm I'm a Kubrick fan. I am too. Like uh The Shining. Are you aware that is the Shining on your list? It is not. Okay. still not want to take the air <laughs> out of your sails, but uh like, The Shining, did you know uh, Stephen King can't stand Kubrick? I know you had said that. Because he changed up all this shit in the book to suit himself, and... Hmm.
1: You sided with Team Kubrick.
0: I did. I did. And, I, I, I mean, the parts that he changed, I didn't think it really made me a difference. And that was to say, you know what, Kubrick was like, you know what? This isn't even a big deal to me, but because I can do it, here's a big F you, Steven, Mm -hmm. for real. And so that was it for them. Okay, sorry, didn't mean to go off on a tangent. But yeah, I agree with you. If you haven't seen Clockwork Orange, I highly recommend it just to be one of the people who've seen it. it, Because in this day and age, I would bet a very small percentage of people under the age of 30 have seen it.
1: I agree. And it's one everyone should see once. And give us your thoughts about it. I mean, really. If you didn't like it, tell us why you didn't like it. If you loved it,
0: yeah. And the other thing is, like, certain films like hold up over time. Yes. That movie doesn't. Like the oh fil- no. You know what I mean? It is so the time frame of when it was made. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: And this came out in seventy one. Right, if you don't know that.
0: So I mean, if you've seen a lot of movies, it's I mean, the like- book
1: was written in the early sixties. So yeah, it's very it's very much a, a product of its time. We'll say that.
0: Yeah, and you should definitely uh, watch it. Like drinking. <laughs> anyway, all right. What's what's the next one?
1: All right, next one. I know you've seen. I'm going to go with Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind.
0: That is a very good movie. Yes. Like, I really enjoyed that. It, it's it's one of those movies that you're... Or I got lost in it. Really? Yeah. I mean, like...
1: You kind of almost have to have a preface of how to watch it at, at the beginning. You almost kind of have to have a someone frame it for you so it makes sense and you're not totally confused.
0: Yeah. And the way it cuts back and forth, you can forget, like... What is reality and what is not? That's what that's what I mean by I get lost in it because sometimes I'm like, is that really happening? You know what I mean. <laughs> so no, I I really enjoyed it though. And who was who was the main actor in that?
1: That is uh Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet.
0: Yeah, Jim Carrey knocked it out of the park. Oh my gosh,
1: dude. one of my favorite roles of his of all time for like hands down.
0: Now let me ask you this: Do you consider it to be a everyone should see? Truman
1: uh I love the Truman show
0: I hated it oh my god it sucked why it was so slow it was so boring (laughs) oh no thank you but my wife loved it my wife that's one of her all-time favorite movies oh man
1: yeah the Truman show has a lot of deep uh I guess theological questions in it you know a little bit of philosophical but yeah (laughs)
0: Damn. <laughs> damn, damn. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, so what's your next one?
1: All right, have you heard of the film Mother?
0: Oh, I love that Did movie. You, you're
1: like one of five people on the planet. Me and
0: my that. wife, we love that movie.
1: Okay, so this one has Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem. Are we talking about the same one? Oh, we are not. Oh, I knew you hadn't seen oh it. Oh, my God. I knew it. I'm like, really?
0: No, you've watched The Wrong Mother. That's the problem. <laughs> and I'm sure you've seen the one I've seen.
1: I, I don't know what you're talking about, no. I think there's a show called, isn't it Mother Well, tell
0: us about your... Uh, So,
1: Mother is one of those, and it's a, what is it, Darren Aronofsky or whatever. It's one of his. He did Black Swan. He did Requiem for a Dream. Uh, This one came out in 2017, and it's one of those, you're watching it, and you're like, okay, clearly this is symbolic. This is an allegory for something. What is going on here? And you're watching it, and you're kind of, and then all of a sudden, for most people, there comes a time when it dawns on you what this entire film represents, and, uh, anyways, and it's very brilliantly done just because it's very, um, it's very unique. It's very original. I'll say that. But it's, it's a weird one. Again, still think it's something everybody should see once.
0: Okay. You know what? But it's the wrong movie. Well,
1: tell us about your mother. My gosh.
0: Yes. All right. Here You're you still- go. I'm going to let you listen to a clip. I'll tell you, I- I'm really not hungry at all. No, the salad is fine. I promise. Oh. I'm gonna give you some cheese. That's a lot of cheese. Got it in hunks. Mother, look look at the date. It's Mm? three years old. Well, it's been in the freezer. Yeah, but how cheap was it that you wanted to buy this much of it? Honey, this is wonderful cheese. It comes from Switzerland. Very hard to get. How could it be hard to get? It's all here. (laughs) I don't want to mother. Stop! I don't want any. I don't want any. I
1: mean, so you've stop.
0: never seen that, mother?
1: I have not seen this, that, Albert Brooks.
0: <laughs> that's one of his best all-time movies. All right, so go ahead and tell me about your mother. I mean, not your mother, but the movie that you're talking about. I just did. I wasn't listening. I was. Good
1: lord. I mean, what, Why don't you go back and how listen old to this is recording? It, it how? came out in 2017.
0: So it's relatively new. Yes. And so, what was the the premise? I
1: can't tell you that. It's it's very symbolic.
0: Right? Oh. And it's
1: very thought provoking. Like you're going to be sitting there going, I don't this clearly may, is you know representing something. What is it representing? And then it'll later on dawn on you. So, yeah. There's Sometimes
0: like- people are disappointed that things don't <laughs> dawn on me.
1: And I well, I've had some friends that it did not dawn on them. I had to tell them, but most people they get it. So.
0: I'm impressed that your friends were like, yeah, I didn't get it.
1: I, I didn't get it at all. <laughs>
0: Ooh, ooh. <laughs> All right, you got two left. What else you got?
1: All right, you ready for the next I'm one? I'm ready. We've talked about this one recently, and I still want you to see it. It is uh, The Tree of Life from 2011. It has Brad Pitt and Jessica Chastain. And it uh, is about a Texas family back in the 50s. So it has Sean Penn in it, too.
0: And I love periodic movies. Mm-hmm. And... In America's history, like, I love movies that take us back to a time that I wasn't alive. Yeah. To see the culture, the technology.
1: So the director is Terrence Malick, and he's very art- uh, artistic. Um, he has a very distinct uh, directing style. And it's, I don't want to say autobiographical, but it's semi Autobiographical. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of his reflections on life and growing up and um, existence, our place in the universe. I mean, just very, very thought provoking.
0: And this was in the 50s. Yeah. Now, I mean, there's a lot of great movies made about the 50s, and some that were dumb, but they were great, Mm -hmm. like Grease.
1: I can't stand Greece. What do you hate
0: about Greece? It
1: has the worst ending of all time if you're a female.
0: I don't even remember the ending. <sighs> oh, shit. What was what did the main character get raped or murdered?
1: It's basically saying if you want to get a guy, you have to change who you are.
0: Oh, so that's not the worst <laughs> ending.
1: Sure, there are worse <laughs> If she was chopped up there, into
0: pieces. She
1: could have been murdered or raped, Thank yes. you,
0: thank you. So it wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, it was a story, but that's how it was in the 50s. And it's
1: also all 35-year-olds playing 16-year-olds.
0: That's true, that's true. That I mean, I'm not saying, no, I'm not saying it's a good movie, but it's a cultural, it, like, yes. if you haven't seen Greece, you, gotta you see live it. under a you rock. You have
1: to see it, great music.
0: And, but, you know, I saw it when I was, like, junior high
1: and it never dawned on you the woman had to change to get her man
0: it never dawned on my parents that it was inappropriate for a young teenager to see that movie because <laughs> i grew up in the 80s oh my god i mean i saw do you realize that my mom and dad took me to the exorcist in 1973 i was four years old I
1: really judge your parents
0: oh they they had no idea what they were doing
1: it's called the exorcist what did they think was going to happen
0: well one i don't even think my parents knew <laughs> my mother didn't even start going to church until she went to a Bella, billy graham crusade in 1976
1: Hmm. so she just, and
0: she's from canada
1: did she go after she saw that movie
0: uh no <laughs> apparently not <laughs> Took a few years because at that time, what's weird, though, is we saw that movie at the mall in Lubbock and we didn't move to Lubbock till 74. So maybe that movie came out in 73, but they were still playing it in 74. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was probably five, but I was old enough to remember, like, throughout most of the movie, I watched it like this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, of course you did.
0: He was like, Don't look. But I can hear everything. You know. Blah,
1: blah. Yeah, you skipped like four ratings or whatever and
0: Yeah. <laughs> so- anyway, uh, that's how it was when I grew up. I saw everything. I saw Jaws when I was a young kid. Yeah. That was radar.
1: No, it wasn't. Are you sure? Google it. I'm almost positive.
0: She has a phone right in front of her and she's like I'm, I'm Googling. I it I, she's like,
1: not.
0: <laughs> I'm not Olivia Newton John.
1: Secretary.
0: <laughs> I'm not doing <laughs> shit.
1: <I'm> saying Greece? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's see. No, I'm like,
1: it's probably PG 13, but something makes me want to say it was PG. I could be wrong. Well, what's the verdict?
0: Mm, all right. Give me one second. Original 1975.
1: Okay, well, it's not R.
0: Oh, (laughs) forgot. It's PG.
1: I thought so. I'm like, yeah.
0: Well, you know what? Watching it, it should have been R. First of all, you had a naked girl swimming in the ocean. That's how the movie starts. And then you have kids being pulled under the water and blood. Yes. That's not, PG has changed.
1: Oh, I I don't know why it's PG personally, so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I would have never thought that was PG.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm glad you experienced that as a child.
0: Have you seen Jaws?
1: Of course I've seen Jaws. I've seen one, two, and three. I've seen
0: the first one. That's all I need to
1: see. That's all you need to see. The rest are awful.
0: If, if, I don't,
1: I don't. I take it back. I didn't see three. I just saw two.
0: If I, if I love a movie and they make a sequel, there's a good chance I'm not going to see it. Especially if it's a whole new cast.
1: You didn't miss anything with Jaws 2. I'm sure. Oh
0: look here uh we're not gonna oh wait wait. Is that somebody calling from on the show?
1: <laughs> I don't think so.
0: I don't know who Daniel D is. Let's see. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me now? Hello. yeah, who's this? DJ Daniel? Oh, hey, man, I'm off work. Can you call uh, our buddy over there, uh, Jacob Melendez? Okay. I All didn't right. know if he was still on vacation or not. No. I just tried to call him. No. All right, man, I appreciate it. Thanks. All right, we'll have to edit that out. Let's mark it. Boom. Look right there. Boom, we can do that now. do you see that? Now I don't have to remember to take that out. It's like, they'll tell me. Boom. Anyway, uh, while you tell us about your last one, I'm going to pour myself another drink.
1: Did you ever happen to see, this came out in 2008, did you happen to see the film called Doubt that had Meryl Streep and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman? It's based on a, I think it's a Pulitzer Prize winning play. (sighs)
0: You know, I'm going to have to actually look that up because...
1: She plays a... What's, uh, what was
0: the name of the movie?
1: Doubt. Doubt is really, really good. Again, very thought-provoking.
0: I love anything with Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's great. I really... He was. What do you mean, was? He
1: died years ago. What? He had a cocaine or heroin overdose. Are you serious? How did you not know that? Why do you think he hadn't been anything in 100 years?
0: I knew they were on strike. (laughs) I did not know he died. I love that guy. Did you ever see the movie he did where he was a uh, gambling addict?
1: Uh, Wait, what's that one called? I think I did. (sighs)
0: I'll have to look it up. Uh, This morning, before I... I spoke with Mrs. Miller. Oh, is he a priest? Yes! Parish. what do he say? Who? The pastor. I did not speak to the pastor. I spoke to a nun. You, you should have spoken to the pastor.
1: So the whole premise I of spoke this to film... A nun.
0: Yeah, well, that's not the proper route for you to have taken, sister. The church is very clear. You're supposed to go through the pastor. Why? You have an understanding, you and he. No, oh, you have no right to go rummaging through my past. You have a history. This is your third parish in five years. Call the Wow, yeah, I want to see that already. Just from that little clip, I want to see that because, first of all, I I love him as an actor.
1: Oh, he's great. So the whole premise of this movie is, uh, did do you think he molested one of the boys in this in this school is
0: he the priest
1: he's the priest or did he not and the way that they do it is really brilliant because you're constantly going back and forth oh yeah so you never can just you know definitely settle on one side and they they both do fantastic acting acting jobs in it
0: and that came out in about 2008 you think yep wow so yeah. He's done a lot of movies that I still haven't seen, but I need to see them.
1: Well, he's not producing more, so you've got plenty of time to see them all.
0: Well, you know, you never know that. AI? <laughs> no, I'm saying you don't know if I have that long.
1: <laughs> this is true.
0: So, uh, let's see. Uh, I want to say it was... I can't remember the name of the movie, so let's see. if Oh, Owning Mahoney. Oh, my gosh. It, you know,
1: I see the title Owning Mahoney, and that doesn't just jump out at me. No,
0: it doesn't. It, it, it was one, It was a movie that we actually just stumbled upon.
1: I'm like, that's one you just... In 82,
0: keep- he was promoted to assistant branch manager of a Toronto bank, a position that gave him access to bigger accounts and large sums of money. His boss loved him. Owning Mahoney. Owning Mahoney. But it, it was... It was like he was this nerdy banker guy and he started taking out loans. Hmm. And if he won, he paid back the loan and he had a shit ton of money. Hmm. And I mean, he wasn't going to the casino with like 200 bucks. He was going with like 20,000 bucks. Wow. And then he might come home with like, a hundred thousand extra.
1: You know, he's also in Boogie Nights, if you want to check that one out.
0: You know, I, I've i seen parts of that movie, and it's never been one that I'm like, I'm interested. I'm really not. Are you? Have you seen it?
1: I've seen it several times.
0: Several times? So you liked it?
1: Um, I saw it once on my own, once for a film class, and then probably like once it was just on TV or something. So like HBO.
0: Yeah, it wasn't one of those 70s films that i was interested in yeah i mean if you want to go 70s films i'm going to name one you're probably going to be like Ah, i hate that saturday night fever yes it's awful i think you just have something against john travolta is what i see
1: i i want to be friends with john travolta
0: but do you like his movies give me a movie he did that you liked
1: uh pulp fiction
0: anything else <laughs> <laughs> you said one I know but now you're on a roll look
1: who's talking he's the voice in that um,
0: that one's I, I, I can't consider that a John Travolta movie
1: yeah. I mean I saw Phenomenon I saw Michael you know he had all those 90s things uh, I didn't
0: like any of those movies yeah I, in that face off hated it <laughs> face off you remember that one oh yeah who was at the uh, Nicholas cage Muge. Yeah. they swap faces <laughs>
1: The thing about John Travolta is he's done a lot of really bad movies, but he seems like such a nice guy.
0: He seems like the coolest guy. Like you want to just hang out with the dude. I
1: follow him on Instagram. He seems just like a normal dude and he makes all these awful films. You
0: know what celebrity I follow? I don't follow very many, but you know which one I follow because I find him very interesting as a person because he's always sharing like lives with his family who? Uh, Sylvester Stallone.
1: Get out of town. Really?
0: He's like, they go on these family trips and I mean, they're just having fun, you know? That's
1: awesome. Good for him.
0: Yeah. And so it, it, once I, I mean, I stumbled across one of his videos while he was doing a family thing and I was just like, that shocks me.
1: Did you see that film Travolta was in about the bubble
0: boy? Oh yes, that was that was I was that a movie or was that a TV special?
1: I don't know. I thought it was a movie. I don't I'm know.
0: I'm pretty sure it was a TV special. I just think of the bubble boy. Movie. Yeah. Well you're referring they didn't call him the bubble boy. That was Seinfeld. The well, bubble boy.
1: Seinfeld names at the bubble boy. That's what you're called. You're the bubble boy.
0: Yeah, you know what? I remember that movie on TV when I was a kid yeah. and it was awful. Okay? I barely remember it. In fact, Really and truly, like I you know what? Jive talking, Saturday Night Fever, that movie was like a cultural you have to see that movie.
1: Well, we were just talking about this last night. One of the worst movies ever, and this is probably gonna anger some of your viewers, is Urban Cowboy. That is truly an awful movie, but he gained notoriety for that for whatever reason.
0: Well, I mean he had already done the Saturday night fever. Mm -hmm. So then when he flips it and does the midnight rodeo dancing guy, you know, it would just was like, of course. And I I didn't tell you this. So my dad was a conductor for the railroad, uh, Santa Fe. And they haul freight from wherever to wherever, but that's what you do. But one trip, after Urban Cowboy, he had two passenger cars tacked onto the rear of his train, and it was John Travolta in one car, and the other car was Ed McMahon. Shut up! And they were traveling from like Houston to California. That's awesome! <laughs> they had their own business cars, like they owned them. Oh wow! And so anyway, can
1: I get? Can I own one? Can you tell? Oh, absolutely. Okay, I want to be toted around.
0: There is how much a, do those
1: things cost?
0: I mean, it depends, you know. If I need a you wanna, fancy one. Yeah, that's pretty high dollar. Okay. But there is a group of people, and I'm sure there's multiples, but I know of one group out of Southern California, and once a year, they basically pay the railroad to bring their locomotives down and couple them into like 15 cars, and all 15 cars are different families or individuals and they take them all over the freaking place
1: so why don't we rent one for the faculty and go all over the country recording and smoking cigars in it
0: that would be cool i mean i kind of think that might be like a good way to die (laughs) (laughs) it would be awesome it would be awesome
1: but i'm gonna need a fancy car
0: oh absolutely well i mean really you need you need one fancy car and then you need sleeper car
1: I'll sleep in the fancy one, and you guys can go and No, the
0: (laughs) fancy one is like the lounge area where we're smoking, eating, drinking. All
1: right, fine. Yeah. We're going to need a chef, too.
0: Zeka? (laughs) Zeka would be a hell of a chef. Like, if I could do, like, a week trip like that and have Zeka cooking, that would be amazing.
1: Can we make that happen? A cigar talk
0: Oh, you know what? Let's yeah, start a, rail. we're going to start a GoFundMe yes. for Cigar Talk on the Rail. I like it. I dig that. All right. So, tell me the name of the last movie again. Doubt. Doubt. Okay. I remember seeing like maybe a poster for that and I was like, man, Catholic shit.
1: I know. And again, these are not, not
0: Hey, no offense to those who are Catholic. I was just like, I'm not into going and seeing religious films.
1: Right, And that I'm not promoting it as a religious film. I'm promoting but, but, it but, as. But
0: when you see, I'm saying when right. you see the guys, a priest yeah. and a nun, yeah. you're like, oh, uh, I don't want to see.
1: It. Yeah, we're not promoting theology in this film. It's just very thought provoking and very, it's it's just a good movie. Mm-hmm. I can see why the play won a, you know, the Pulitzer
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So it, it was a direct play as well.
1: Yes, it was originally a play.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, off topic here, uh, what is that? Uh, what's her name? That blonde that is on uh, Good Morning America, the the series. Not Jennifer oh, Aniston. Reese Witherspoon. Yes.
1: You mean the morning show?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Are you aware that she's like a billionaire? Yeah,
1: because she's freaking awesome.
0: Do you know how she made all that money?
1: Uh, Was it the books club or whatever?
0: Boom. Yeah. Do you know why? She's a genius. Yeah. Because she's a celebrity, she automatically has all these people coming out to check out a book that's released on her platform. And she says to everyone, hey, you can release your book on my platform. I'm not charging you. It's going to give you a lot of exposure, but I automatically get first rights for any movie deal.
1: No, and I'll tell your your listeners, um, I know you guys have a lot of men on here, uh, but if your wives are really into reading, she actually has this like gift set that you can order. It comes in the mail. It's got a book. I think it's got some socks, maybe something else, but it's this little, you know, package deal that you can give as a gift for somebody so
0: where do you find that and how much was it
1: i don't know how much it is i think it's just on her website
0: okay what's her website well, i'm <laughs> sorry i'm not like <laughs> rith what, rith a, reese, reese witherspoon.com i'm not a groupie do you know what her book club's called
1: no, I, no I, I know nothing about the book club other than she has one. Name. Oh,
0: I didn't. I thought maybe you were a part of it. No. You like to read?
1: Well, I, I'd love to read. I don't typically read. Well, I've, I've read some of the stuff she's recommended, but most of it I haven't.
0: So. Mm, okay. So I haven't read any of the things that she's recommended.
1: So, like, I'll give you an example. That, um, and then they just made this into a movie that we the Crawdads Sing. It came out a year or two ago. That book really gained national attention because she pushed it. And she was a producer for the movie. And so because of her, that book really took off. Hence the book club, the power of the book club, basically.
0: Well, what impresses me about the whole Reese is that she's a billionaire because she's a badass business.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know what I mean? That's like you don't see A lot of people are going to say, you don't see a lot of women that are that successful doing something like that. And I would break it down and say, you don't see very many people do something like that. You can't even confine it to men or women. She's just a badass business person.
1: absolutely. And she does. I mean, she's done, you know, producing, directing, acting and really good stuff. I mean, she really has. It's not just that legally blonde.
0: I follow her as well.
1: Yeah, she's good.
0: Whatever. She posts some funny shit.
1: Yeah. I like her.
0: Now, the other two people, well, I say people. What's the name of the podcast that I love uh, with Bateman?
1: Oh, Smartless. If you're not listening to Smartless, oh, my God. They're
0: like, we're listening to Smartless every week here. Yes,
1: I'm like, oh, my gosh. I was an early adopter of that in 2020 when they started it. And then Rob, three years later, comes along and is like, have you heard of this? (laughs) So it is fantastic. And to
0: be fair, the only reason I even found out about it was because they have a Netflix special where they actually take their podcast on the road.
1: It's an HBO Max.
0: And it's badass mm-hmm. because all the sh- the the show that they're showing, it's all done in black and white, which I'm a huge fan of that. And it's done like you're just hanging out with them for The travel part, yeah, they show you like parts of the show, yeah, but mainly, well, I don't know, it's 50 50. Mm-hmm. But they go around, and if the premise behind their show is there's three of them on the show, uh, Jason Bateman's one, and uh, Ar- Arnett,
1: well, Arnett and Sean Hayes, there and they've all been friends for 20 or 25 years, like really close friends.
0: And they talk a lot about like back before they got into the business, well, at least Arnett and the other one because Bateman's been in the business since he a, can, yeah, yeah, a baby, yeah, <laughs> Billy Baby Bobble Bonkers. <laughs> That's a twister, but uh, no, I i highly recommend that you check out that podcast because I mean, it's
1: I, great if you're just having a bad day and need a laugh. I mean, it's perfect, it's,
0: not serious. it's not serious, not serious, just laid back. Hey, you're a dumbass, I'm a dumbass. Let's have fun.
1: And you know, a lot of celebrities get asked stupid questions over and over and over, and they don't do that. They, because they've been asked them over and over and over, so they know how to navigate that.
0: Yeah, and I hate those regular same old. Mm -hmm. That's why I got to where I'm going. Like here on this show, we interview people like in the cigar realm, right? And you know what question I hate? So how did you get into cigars? (laughs) You know what I mean. I'm like, nobody really gives a shit, but that's a check off the box. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, so you loved it. And then you did this and this and this. And, oh, so what made you go into the business? Right. (laughs) It's like, all right. I'm like, hey, were you mentally abused as a child? (laughs) Like, you don't even understand. You heard Ed today. You ask Ed, does anybody know ed's secrets and who did he say he said rob
1: yes he did
0: and i'm like yeah because when i get him over here and it's just me and him like he will answer any question i ask and so we have a couple of cigars we've had a couple of bourbons and i'm like i'm asking him questions like last time i said how much time you think you got left ed I mean, who asks those kind of questions, but I'm interested. You know what I mean? I'm like, Hey dude, have you thought this through? He's 72.
1: If you haven't thought it through, you need to start thinking about it. I'm like, Hey
0: dude, time's ticking. Let's plan some fun shit, you know, but I will ask Ed anything that pops into my brain and which can be scary for some, but Ed Always answers, but I loved when you asked him today, you said, does anybody know you? Like your deep I said, who
1: do you tell your deepest, darkest secrets to?
0: Yeah. And he said, I tell him to rob because he gets me drunk. (laughs) I was like, I did not know that. But good to know, Ed. Whatever it takes. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. We want to say thank you to Hatch for uh, filling in for COVID Boy. And uh, next week, we are going to have a special guest. We have Mike. I'm not going to tell you any more than that because I don't remember his last name. <laughs> but anyway, his name's Mike, and he is in the cigar industry. It's a recent uh, endeavor. And I wanted to have him come on and say, hey, what's it been like? How hard is it? And what would it take for somebody else that's interested to do it? You know what I mean? Like, I have no interest. Like, I used to think I wanted to open my own shop. Hanging out at the Leaf, I'm like, I want no part of this. You know what I mean?
1: It's not just running a cigar business. It's a lot of people.
0: It's a people people person.
1: It's a people business. And the thing about it is, what
0: I found out is I don't like a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) But the ones I do like, I love. But those that I don't, they rub me the wrong way. Anyway, guys, thanks for hanging out with us, smoking cigars, drinking some bourbon. And until next time,
1: just keep smoking.